I wanted to showcase Canada. I love romance and I love all the authors, but I especially love when I find it in a Canadian setting. Are you a mom with a story to tell, but not sure where to start? Publishing a book is kind of overwhelming. Now throw kids and babies into the mix and you got a lot going on, but that doesn't mean you can't build yourself a thriving author life. My name is Jackie and I'm a mom and an indie author and I'm here to show you how, step by step, to get your books written, published, and sold, even if the only time you actually have to write is during your toddler's afternoon nap. It's time to write like a mother with these mums write. Hey mums, how often do you stop to think about why you are doing what you are doing when it comes to writing? For sure. A big part of it is because writing is something that brings you joy, something that maybe you let go of a long time ago, and you are finally in a place where you feel like you can pick it up and feel more whole as a person. But what else? For Kimberly Ann, bringing her home country and mine into the landscape of the romance genre has been a driving force of her writing. Kimberly Ann is a mom from BC, Canada, very close to where I live, and a contemporary romance author. Her debut series is just so adorable and totally caught my attention. The titles include Canadian Summer, Canadian Winter, Canadian Spring, and Canadian Fall. Please welcome Kimberly Ann. Hello, Kimberly. Thank you for coming on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. What are you most excited about right now? Um, I'm probably most excited about my new release that's coming out in June. Uh, it's been, uh, it was a little bit of a hectic ride getting it to where it's at now, but I'm really excited to uh, get it out to the world and, and have their story out there. And what's that novel called? Canadian Spring. It's my, uh, the fourth book in my Logan Creek series. Nice. So tell me about your journey writing romance. I love the titles of your books. I think yeah. it's like the smartest marketing ever. But tell <laughs> me about your journey, like how you wound up writing adorable Canadian romance novels. Thank you. Um, I actually started off uh, writing Paranormal romance under a different name, which never actually got published. But um, when my daughter was born uh, almost nine years ago now, I decided that I was going to uh, start writing romance because I loved reading and I loved everything to do with it. Um, so I attempted my first uh, NaNoWriMo in 2013. Yeah, that's good. I actually do that, which was a bit nice. of a feat with a newborn, but I did it. Nice. Um, and then I took a bit of a break because, you know, I went back to work. I had another baby. Um, but then... I decided that I wanted to get back into it and I really wanted to dive into the author world and get my stories out there. And then uh, my first novel, Canadian Summer, just came to me um, actually through a song. And yeah, just from there. <laughs> Tell me more about how you juggled with two babies. And it sounds like you were also working a day job. Is that... Mm -hmm. Um, I was for a while. So I tried to write while I was also working. Um, if uh, anybody hears from the Lower Mainland, I used to take the West Coast Express downtown from Maple Ridge. Uh, so I would write on there. Um, bring Which my is like an hour. Is that an hour? For uh, it was about an hour and a half for me. 
Okay. An hour and a half. So, okay. Yeah. So I would uh, use that time to write on my iPad, but it didn't last long because it was hard to juggle mm-hmm. all of that uh, and being a mom and all that goes with it. Um, but then about uh, five years ago, I ended up quitting my job and became a stay-at-home mom. And so that freed up a lot of time. So now I just use my spare time um, that I don't always have but, uh, to, to write and to tell my stories. And so did you quit the day job because you're like, I really want to write? Or did you just, were there other circumstances and, and you wound up having that opportunity to be at home more? Uh, no, it was other circumstances. I wanted to be home with my children and um, we were just in a position where we were thankfully able to do that. And then mm. the writing was the, bo- the added bonus. Nice. Yeah. And, and so do you feel like you have time because sure you don't have the, the day job and the commute, but you still have the two, the two kids. So how do you, it's a, uh, it's a struggle. Um, especially since with COVID we decided to homeschool as well. So, um, That's yeah, <laughs> so That's an- yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a juggle, but honestly, um, I have very supportive family and a very supportive husband. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's actually been pretty good about trying to get some time and working with deadlines. And um, I've managed to hopefully balance it pretty well. <laughs> and so tell us more about the journey writing romance. So you, you, your first attempt was in paranormal. Mm, you pivoted to romance. This is what I love. Like, what happens next? Um, yeah, I just, uh, I found an area that I loved. I found an area I loved reading contemporary romance, specifically small town. I've always been drawn to small towns because I've always lived in the city. So um, oh. there's just some magic I feel around a small town and feeling that closeness with the people that are around you in the community. Um, so I really took to finding that um, in the fictional town that I created, but it's actually based in a specific area of BC. Um So, you know, I just was drawn there and wanted to tell that story of what I imagine small town living is like. And now you're going to, right before we started recording, you mentioned that you're moving now to a relatively small town. Yes. Yeah. And the outskirts of the very small town too. So it's, yeah, it's going to be my own little, little small town. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be great for your writing process. I would imagine. I think so too. I hope so. So you started writing romance, like, was it hard to get your books out there? Like, what about marketing and the self-publishing? Like, how did you figure out all of those pieces? Um, I don't think I have yet. I'm still working on that. Um, marketing is is hard. Marketing is difficult. Um, I actually had a novella that I released before my Logan Creek series called Written for Love that I admit I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I kind of put it out into the world without any marketing, without anything. Um, And it didn't go so well. (laughs) I'm learning slowly about um, making friends in the book community, which have been amazing and so supportive. Um, Connecting with the readers through Instagram, through Facebook, through TikTok, just trying to put my word out that way. Um, But yeah, the marketing is definitely an ongoing process that I'm still still working through. What would you say has worked for you the best so far? Uh, Instagram has been amazing. Um, It's been amazing to not only put my books out in front of people that are looking for them, but also to connect and actually make honest connections with Mm. readers, with 
bookstagrammers, with people who are looking to um, find that niche that they want to read or they want to be in. So it's been really great that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it feels like those are authentic relationships rather than marketing, maybe. Exactly. I've made some really good friends actually that way. Did you have a background in writing before? Because it sounds like, I mean, four books, that's pretty awesome. Um, I always loved reading and writing when I was a child. When I was younger, I actually wanted to be a writer, but I didn't know what to do. And then you go to college and you kind of try to think more practically. Um, Mm. So I ended up leaving it for quite a while, um, but then was in a position where I could come back and thankfully enjoy it. And so have you been surprised at any part of like the, the writing experience? Um, I think I was surprised at how many friends I made, mm. other authors, readers. Um, I was pleasantly surprised at just how great the community is in the book community, not just with authors, but with everybody involved in it. Um, and everybody's just so supportive, which has been incredible. Yeah, I've heard especially in the romance genre. Yeah. Like, how do you feel now as a romance author? So before you did this, you know, you were the, I'm going to guess you're working like a corporate setting. If you're going downtown into the city on the train. Yeah. Um, like, how do you, how do you feel different now that you're a, a mom of two and, and a romance author? Um, I definitely feel a lot more um, satisfied, I guess, with where I am, because I'm doing something that I love. It's still work. Um, but I love doing it and I love telling the stories and I love learning the characters and getting to know them and, and being the outlet that they can have their story told. So I feel like it's, it's still work, but it's not, you know, like it's true when you find something that you love, it doesn't feel like it. So I feel like I've reached that level where I'm more, um, I guess in a place of being happy and, and, being able to enjoy how I spend my time. Like, do you, do you think when you look back at yourself before, like I was, I was okay. Or I was, I was a little bit unhappy. Yeah. When I was working my corporate job, I mean, it, it, it was good. Um, but I wasn't in love with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was long days with the commute and I got less time with my children. And, you know, I only really saw them on evenings and weekends. Cause you know, I had to be out of the door early to be out there in time and home for dinner. Right. Um, so now, especially with the homeschooling, I get so much time with them, which has been amazing. Yeah, that is a lot of time as a kid. Yes. <laughs> I'm always like, woo, hands down to the homeschoolers. I'm, <laughs> I'm an out the door kind of mom myself. It's, it's not for everybody. I didn't think it would be for us, honestly. Um, but it's worked out to be pretty amazing for all of us. So, and what about the financial? So you, you mentioned that you, you, you were able to leave the corporate day job because you know, you were able to financially, it wasn't like you needed to, you know, like many of us, Mm -hmm. myself included, you know, I'm working the corporate day job and I I need it, but you've transitioned to writing, which is like amazing. Do you, are you at a place yet where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm making enough now to equal that what I was making before, or is it, is it a longer trajectory? It's definitely a longer trajectory. Um, Right now, financially, it's probably more like a hobby. <laughs> okay. um, uh, but, you know, it's just a matter of trying to figure out how to get my book into the right hands and and to constantly work at that marketing and try to figure that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm definitely seeing that it's making the upward trajectory. So hopefully somewhere maybe in the future, it'll start being profitable. But, 
but right now it's kind of like a passion project. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you have to have, you have to have the patience yeah. to, to know like, okay, this is going to take a while. And I've, I've just heard so many different experiences. Yeah. It's, I've yet to figure out that puzzle piece yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're four books in now to your, to your series. So like, what do you, are you going to keep going with this series or do you see something else in the future? I have a couple of little side stories um, that will fit into the Logan Creek series. Um, but for right now, I'll probably be focusing on starting a new series next year. Mm. Um, I have a couple of Christmas stories that are coming out in anthologies um, this November. So I'll be focusing on those for a little bit. But yeah, I think I'll be starting a new series come next year. But that's not saying I'll abandon Logan Creek entirely. Right. And what about the marketing piece? Because I thought that was quite clever, your your titles, like the Canadian, having the word Canadian in the, the titles. Like, do you, do you feel, who do you think is your audience? Um, interestingly enough, my audience is mainly um, Americans. Hmm. Um, I have yet to actually figure out how to break into the Canadian market. Um, so that is, uh, something that I need to try to figure out to do. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how to get that out there yet, but, uh, but thank you. Yeah. It, uh, I wanted to showcase Canada. I love romance and I love all the authors, but I especially love when I find it in a Canadian setting mm. with Canadian people. Um, and I just think that, uh, Canada in itself is just so beautiful and to hopefully get more exposure for, um, just how great it is. Oh, so when I read it, I was like, oh, that's a great because like the, the same way that you were describing that small town draw, mm -hmm. I feel like Americans have that same feeling towards like Canada as a whole. And so that you were like playing on that from a marketing angle, which I thought was brilliant because then it would yeah, draw, draw in those Americans, you know, who have that that sense of Canada as being really like pure and like wholesome and and polite and just like that that charm that was part of it yeah because i mean i do feel like we have a lot to offer and i do feel like um that americans do feel that way that you know we are like their you know like their their little sibling above them or like their next door neighbor right so yeah um it's been great to give them a little glimpse into uh to what it's like because even though logan creek's not a real place the places that i mentioned around it are and are real and they're real places that can be visited and are just as amazing. And what are those places? Um, I kind of put Logan Creek in the middle of Okanagan Falls and Headley, uh, oh, okay. right in the Okanagan region. So they travel to Hope, they travel to Kelowna, they um, mm. are all along the, the wine valley there. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to do. Yeah, that's fun. I love that. And I know from, you know, some of the listeners of, of this podcast, they really love that, some of the authors, not all of them that are included here are from BC or from Canada. Mm. You know, that I think that we do like to see ourselves reflected, which is really, I think, cool and special that you've, you've said it in, a, in, in Canada and in BC, a little corner of our world that's not always represented. It's not New York. It's not New York. No, thank you. Yeah. And uh, one of the uh, Christmas uh, stories that I have coming out in an anthology, it's actually based in Vancouver. So I'm hoping that uh, it can also bring some awareness to how amazing the actual Vancouver city downtown core is too. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how little represented um, our landscape is. Mm -hmm. uh, 
And I don't think Americans, like for any Americans listening, I think this is something they wouldn't realize, re- recognize, but like for us, we grow up seeing American media all the time. That's mm-hmm. what our frame of reference is, but it's not what we see in the world, but just because of the economy of scale of media, you know, all of our, our channels are, are flooded with American content because of course that's where it's being made. And so, um, I think if you're an American writer listening to this and you're like, why is that such a big deal? That is why it's such a big deal is because when you grow up and you never see your own town depicted in media, it's really exciting, you know, when you mm-hmm. finally read a book that's set somewhere that you know and uh, or watch a movie or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. So what advice then looking at yourself uh, when you were in that corporate job and you're getting your writing in and on the the West Coast Express to Vancouver <laughs> every morning. What advice would you give that version of yourself? Uh, just to keep going and to not give up and that it, you know, you just need to to stay on course and not let the dreams go just because at that moment it doesn't fit into your timeline. Mm. And how have you kept your I mean you seem pretty dedicated and committed and you have focus like what what's your secret um if i'm honest find someone that's your cheerleader Mm. like i have a book bestie that you know if i'm having a bad day and i'm having self-doubt i'm just like i'm not having it and then you just got to rile up and and cheer each other on and remind them each other why you keep doing it and why you love it and then eventually you work through it and you remind and then you start to remember why you love it and why you're into it and just how passionate you are Oh, so that's like a, you're, you're a friend that is yeah, also a writer? A, an author that um, I met actually through a uh, uh, women who write Facebook group that uh, we've just become super close. We've never met in person, but we talk every day. Oh, really? Aww. Yeah. <laughs> and she lives in Texas. And, and yeah. That's so cute, Kim. Oh, my gosh. Your book bestie lives in Texas and you live in BC. Mm-hmm. and we've even done a little bit of co-writing together one of my characters showed up in one of her books and it was a lot of fun oh and you guys just met in a facebook group and then started connecting regularly yeah exactly that's great yeah and i love that because it anyone can do that right you know Mm -hmm. you can't you can't use the excuse of i don't know anyone in my area because you're saying that yeah, you developed a friendship without ever having meet, met just through your shared passion for writing. And um, is she also a mom? She's also a mom. She's also a homeschooling mom. So we uh, Aww. connect a lot. Aww, <laughs> so cute. Share a lot. So, and our yeah. kids are roughly the same ages. So it, it works out well. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Where can people catch up with you? Um, I'm on Twitter. I, no, sorry, I'm not on Twitter, actually. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, I've just started uh, dipping my toe into TikTok a little bit. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it's a little How's scary. How's that going? Uh, it's scary. It's terrifying. But <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and then I have a website as well that has all the information for me. Is it Canadian summer, Canadian? They're all different seasons, right? Seasons based. Yeah. So we have Canadian summer, Canadian fall, Canadian winter, and Canadian spring comes out in June. Oh, yay. Okay. I can't wait. 
Okay, well, thank you, Kim. This has been so much fun talking to another BC gal. Yes, well, thank you for having me. (laughs) Okay, so here are the top takeaways. Number one, setting can be a powerful marketing tool. Kim mentions that her readers are mainly American, and I just love the way she is leveraging popular American perceptions of what it means to be Canadian to market her books with titles like Canadian Summer. Number two, no matter where you are, you can find an author bestie. So don't let geographic location hold you back. Join Facebook groups like Women Who Write and Moms Who Write and you will find yours. Number three, remember it's all about the long game. You may not see sales right away, but keep at those marketing techniques. Keep learning how to market your books and they will start to climb. And number four, writing is work, but if it's work that you feel like you get to do rather than you have to do, then you know you are where you are meant to be. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. If you can rate or review it on Apple or Spotify, I would love that so much. I will talk to you next week. In the meantime, happy writing.